Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. Today, we're going to go over some of the funny, strange, crazy stories we've had in real estate since we've been working in this business. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, hope you're having a great week so far. Happy Tuesday. Um, How's everyone? How are you doing, Leslie? What's going on? Busy? Yeah, I'm I'm good. Everything is good. I'm busy. Have some buyers who are hot and have a listing that uh, is scheduled to take offers tonight if there are any. And um, yeah, how about you? Yeah, same. I <clears throat> got a little condo that takes offers tonight. Um, and it's just been busy. Yeah. Yeah, it's been busy. So you accept it, expect it to sell tonight? I would think so. I, I think I'm expecting maybe three or four offers. Well, that's great. Maybe 15, 16 showings, but it seems like one of those ones where most people want it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a high show to offer projection. Yeah. We yeah. usually say, by the way, I've always told people, usually for every 10 showings you get an offer, but mm-hmm. is that kind of what you... Experience? I would, but um, I think that I'm I'm backing off from kind of making any um, you know predictions like that anymore. For example, this I have a house uh, for sale, and uh, it's a great house in an amazing neighborhood. And tonight is offer date. We've had forty appointments, <laughs> right? Um, and I'm not sure we're going to get any offers. So I've had I had yeah. that same thing yeah. with so I two don't, recent mm, listings, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not comfortable saying that maybe with. Detached homes, or not detached, but maybe with freehold homes, mm-hmm. but or maybe it's particular neighborhoods, or I, I don't know. I, I would have used to say mm-hmm. that, but now I'm glad I didn't say anything like that. Yeah, because I just think it's a little bit wonky and uncertain, unpredictable. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's There's not as predictable as it used to be. It's funny. I do a lot of work with uh, somebody at the Global Mail who reports on our stories a lot, and she said uh, to me the other day, she said, "Oh, things are changing. All oh. the all the agents are are repricing." Uh huh. So I said, oh, yeah, I'm seeing it, too. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. I think um, everything's selling for the same price from what I can tell. It's just that they are going about it another way. Mm -hmm. So when she says that everybody's repricing, what does that mean? Uh, They're not getting multiples. So they're setting an offer date, setting an offer and date. it's not selling. So then they're relisting at a different re-listing price. Relisting higher, or yeah. they're coming down in price. Yeah. So, and I find that interesting because even like, um, you know, a day like today, just out of curiosity, if, if we look, um, you have of 33 listings in the uh, East End, we had three terminated. And only one price change, so not a big deal. But sometimes after the weekend, I'm, what I am seeing are more price changes, more mm-hmm. terminations and relists. Mm-hmm. So do you think that changes your approach to pricing strategy? It did for a couple of units. Like I think that I would have the tendency to price low and have an offer date mm-hmm. even in buildings where it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I would be more apt to, if the circumstances were right with the seller, I would be more apt to maybe just put it on the market and let it ride. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it was somebody who's not in a hurry 
you know, and they're okay with waiting it out. Um, you know, the flip side of that is that it has to be the right property, has to be the right circumstance. And the flip side is that you get people who, like I have one listing in particular right now, it's been on the market for, I don't know, a month. And I'm getting the calls, what's wrong with it? Right. Right. A stigma starts to develop. Yeah, and it's stigmatized. Stigmatized so much. So, it, okay, it's been 18 days. That's people all. people are so used to things going quickly. 18 days, yeah. and we're going to pull it from the market tomorrow. My clients even think it's too long. 18 days is too long for them. We're just going to take it off the market. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, you have to have some patience if you're going to do it that way. And I thought that that's, you know, people are on the same page, but it's stressful if you're the seller and you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for an offer to come and it doesn't come. Mm-hmm. So. And we we sit at November 15th. And so that the, the date windows pays, closed. Yeah, the windows closed. It pays, yeah. pays the roll as well. Yeah. We, will, we have a few weeks. Yeah. But, but yeah. It'll, it'll be closing. Yeah. So maybe those people should write it out. Why not write it out till the end of the fall season? There are some personal situations, mm. I think. But no, I, without those, wouldn't you suggest that? Yes. Yeah. I have suggested it, but they basically told me to fly a kite. Well, um, if there are personal situations, there's personal like I, personal what I've learned is that yeah, life in the personal happens. situation is basically one wants to sell, one doesn't. Ooh, that's always and hard. And the one anyway. who wanted to sell was winning this battle, mm-hmm. and the one who doesn't want to sell is now winning the battle. Mm. And so they are not willing because of that, mm-hmm. um, because the one who doesn't want to sell, as I as the weeks go on and I'm figuring out never wanted to sell uh-huh. and unless the price well, was whole, magically mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. i think they were very you know and mm-hmm. they'll relist in the spring but i think there's also a little bit in general not just with these people but in general of seller expectations are not aligning with the market mm-hmm. um, and i think the market's still great the prices are still mm-hmm. up but people are expecting some sort of insanity with the price that they're going to mm-hmm. get but they're not getting that they're getting good prices mm-hmm. and prices that are going up but they're not getting Oh mm-hmm. my God! I can't believe you got right. that price. Yeah. yeah, and so I think there's a little bit of that, mm-hmm. and I think people have to really temper their expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, but without that um, particular situation, if I had clients in that boat, and I might tomorrow, mm-hmm. I would say let's go through the next month. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I and I, it's very difficult when you've got people who are, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've got one who doesn't want to do it. Yeah, no, that's a whole other. And I think that yes, and I think it was never, Mm -hmm. it was never going to happen. I, I I now question what Mm -hmm. what price would have ever made this one party agree to Sally. I don't think she ever would have. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole different. There also was an injury during the process, which made showings difficult because they're still living there, and then with this injury you know, it's hard to get out of the house. Like, there's just a lot of things you can't foresee, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully when they relist in the spring, they relist with us. Oh, they will. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. They absolutely will. And you have to work between now and then to get the naysayer on board. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. The naysayer has already told me she's not going to be relisting in the spring. Oh, mm-hmm. The other one has said, oh, yeah, we're, we're relisting in the spring. So nothing has changed, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's still a possibility it'll sell tonight mm-hmm. because somebody's going back for a oh. third time. Yeah. And so that we were going to cancel it today, and I told those people, you got one more shot. We're, we're taking it off the market tomorrow. I've never had a house terminate, by the way, no, and, I, not, and not relist. Like I'm never, not sure I've I never have had either. a house go off and not sell. No, I don't think I have either. No. Um, so, but, yeah. So you told the buyer's agent that? It's today or bust? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll probably sell today. I don't know. Yeah. Now, would you, have you ever taken people back three times? That's another issue. Yeah. I, there, 
this is a multi-family, oh. and two of the people like it, two of them don't. Oh. And the two that don't, it's because it's right beside a train track. And the peop- some people don't care. The other people feel like they need to go back at rush hour. <laughs> oh, that's why they're going back. At 530 is when they're going back tonight, and they want to hear the train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am selling another house tomorrow right beside the train track. So I've become the train track specialist, <laughs> if anybody is interested. <laughs> you live beside a train track, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> I know what to tell them. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yep. Oh, the, the train track's right there. Yep, it is. Yeah, is that what you tell them? Yep. Yep, <laughs> yep sure is. So, yeah. Do you have to get in? Uh, I guess I've never sold where a train track has been an issue. I must have. But so how knowledgeable do you have to get to be to know, like, it's used by X, the routes are X, the times are X, or you just leave it to the buyer's agent well, to figure it out? yeah, mm-hmm. I have been. And, I mean, they're go trains only. And, okay. um, but I have been outside these houses at rush hour. <laughs> and? They're, it's, it's pretty consistent. It's consistent. And, you know, if you're... Sp- when are you going to be outside and in the evenings, I guess, do you get used to it? The train itself is quiet. It's when the engine goes. <laughs> That's cute. Which is, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Mm. I don't know. You well, know, there's the always something. Thought, yeah, there's always something. And it's the reason that somebody will be able to afford it. Well, there, so there, there is, is that. Yeah. If you're getting in yeah. on something. Yeah. You know, and not every home, not every purchase has to be your lifelong permanent purchase. Right. It gets you into the market. It's done its job. Right. Right. Um, And everything will sell and everything has a price. And, yes, you know, might not be your dream to live between. <laughs> Beside a, a go train. Well, but, the, the first but, one I'm talking about, you could actually wave to the people going by. It's that close. Oh. <laughs> hey, there's Sally. <laughs> I could, you would do would be just, you could see their faces. It's close. This other one, at least, mm-hmm. there's some... Uh, Does the house shake? No. Subway causes some shaking, but I yeah. don't know about Go. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. And they're fast, right? It's like literally... <laughs> like I love that it's not the train. Yeah. It's the engine. It's like quiet, 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 and then <laughs> it only lasts a second, and then it's over. Right. But this this other one is close, yeah. But, you know, the only thing I've told my people is like, the buyers is like, I understand your concern, but they've lived there 24 years. If it was that bad, they would have moved. Yeah. You know, and these other people have been there 12 years. Yeah, and it's never bothered them. Yeah. So when we, when Janelle and I talked about this earlier, I mentioned that my husband and I once rented a house right uh, beside, very close to the train, and um, we lived there three years, and I not once, not one single time did I sleep through the night. It woke me up every night. My husband never knew there was a train. Right. So yeah, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Like unfortunately, I'm, you don't know what side you're on no, until you get in there. You don't. And I think like I'm a light sleeper, and I live at the busiest intersection going. Yeah, does, does that not bother you? Don't. No. I can even sleep with the windows open, and the sirens go all day. You get used to it. Yeah, I think you can get used to anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I get the concern. Yeah. And them going by at five thirty tonight, I'm I'm going to assume it's. You know, maybe yeah. the, maybe an offer is not forthcoming. Yeah, it's um, like I grew up in my parents' house, and recently I've had occasion to sleep there in my old bedroom a couple of times, and I can't sleep right because of the noise that I think must be the DVP. Right, and I I was shocked by it, but right. I never heard right. it ever before, right. and I don't think it's changed yeah. that you substantially. It, but right? I think yeah. I never heard it. Yeah, and now because I don't normally hear that. Yeah, yeah. 
But my mother had the same thing at our cottage, where it's like Too deep, quiet. In, deep in the woods of Algonquin Park, and yeah. she couldn't sleep because yeah. it was so quiet. Yeah. I think uh, you, yeah. you adjust to whatever. You adjust to whatever. Mm-hmm. But that does bring us to our topic today about <laughs> <laughs> funny real estate stories, mm-hmm. um, because we've had some doozies, and... Um, and it re- somebody said, this is a good story. This is not mine. But this is what reminded me of we should really talk about this yeah, and have a laugh it. about I'm going to have a drink of water, everybody. Hope it doesn't bug you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was listening. There's this woman who's like part of the, my coaching company, part of that ecosystem. And she was telling a story about how she sold the wrong house to somebody. What? She took this guy, a buyer, to see two different places on this street. And he said he wanted to make an offer, and so she wrote up the offer, and he bought the house, and she didn't think anything of it, and then they were going to do a buyer visit together, and he, she drives by, he goes, what are you doing? And she goes, what do you mean? And he goes, but our, our, the house is over there to the left. And, she oh. goes, and so she goes, I turned to the left, and I thought down this one way, and she said, oh, I guess... Maybe he goes a different way or something. And then he goes, wait, you're not stopping at the house. And she looks across the street, and her house has a, has this old sign. This house has a for sale sign. And she's like, oh, my gosh. I never heard of that. And she drives <gasps> up to the uh, – and she says, I just uh, – she said, oh, my God, I, my life is over. Yeah. And she said, I drove Nobody in. caught that. The guy didn't cut, Nobody caught it. Well, I, I drove into that the happening. house – he bought, and I said, no, 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 you didn't buy this. She said, I jumped out of the car and said, you didn't buy that house. You bought this house. And he's like. I didn't want to. He said, wait a second. You didn't sell me the wrong house, did you? And she goes, no, I sold you the right house. And he goes, well, to be fair, this is a better lot anyway. So and he was okay he with was it? He ended up being okay with it. If you can oh, imagine. my God. That is, I, I uh-huh. can't top that. Show's over. No, I know. Isn't that something? So if that, if he was um, not okay with that, what do you do then? You'd be, I don't even, you'd be in so much trouble. I don't even know. (laughs) What do you do? I don't know. But can't you see that happening? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've thought about it many times in terms of like having to confirm Mm -hmm. like, oh God, we saw 25 houses today and they want to put the offer in on the one with the blue paint. It's like, which one was the blue paint, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, just to be sure, we're talking about 123 Main Street, right? Right. Yeah. But, well, uh, I can see that happening, but that's shocking. I've shocking. never heard of that. Me too. Yeah. So I've never had anything like that, but I certainly <coughs> have had some strange experiences over the time. I was thinking about you in that story that you had with the couple who had, uh, the wo- woman had a full meltdown on the front lawn because she wanted the house and he didn't want it. I've had that several times. I can't remember the story you're talking about. <laughs> it was um, relatively, it still haunts me for some reason because I remember they start, she started screaming well, and freaking out. I don't out. remember the story, Janelle. I'm sorry. So was that after they bought it? Uh, no, they were oh. in it showing it and mm. she, she, I think they, I think they hadn't bought it yet or maybe they were there for the home inspection and she went out she started freaking out and he said he wanted it and she didn't want it or she opposite she wanted it and he said no and she went and ended up going out to the front lawn and having like a screaming fit meltdown it's coming back yeah and I vaguely remember that man I can't you believe have, you forgot you have that. a better memory of my own experiences um I think that's because I've had several occasions where um of quite significant buyer's remorse wow where after you buy a place they come 
the buyers come in and they have a couple of visits before between closing the firm deal rather and the mm-hmm. closing date. Mm-hmm. And I've had several instances where they've come in and gone, "What the hell have we done?" Oh my god! So I've had that several times. Really? So it's why I don't specifically remember that okay. one. Okay. Um, and I think she, I think she was like having a fit, and and, mm-hmm. and it was like I, I recall you. You know, neighbors were looking. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's coming back. I had a not a story like the one you first said, but um, a similar. Oh my gosh, I can see that happening. Yeah. Uh, in that, um, and it wasn't me. It was an agent I worked with, um, or I knew. And in the offer, the age, the buyer's agent put in the wrong offer price. Oh. Transpose numbers, <gasps> and nobody caught it. So oh I get. It. So say for example, they wanted to offer five eighty six. The offer was written up and accepted at eight sixty five. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, eight sixty five. Yeah, I've thought about that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. You could see how that could happen. Yeah. So they have a done deal firm. Uh, for three hundred thousand more than the people wanted oh to spend. Oh my god! And yeah. what happened? So, if I recall correctly, again, this didn't happen to me. Um, I think sane minds prevailed, and the error was acknowledged and accepted, and the seller and agent realized that the buyer was not going to follow through on the transaction right. <laughs> because they had no intention of it. Oh, my God. Um, the guilt and so, you'd feel. Yeah, so let them out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't going to close anyway. Right. Um, but, you know, that kind of, like, administrative or clerical error, oh, yeah. I, that kind of haunts me. Oh, yeah, me too, yeah. because it could happen. You're yeah. rushing. Yeah. You and know, I'm I so wrong dates and yeah. things like that. I'm so detail-oriented right. and a bit anal. Um, I have a hard time kind of being casual with things, um, but sometimes, like, I, you know, I used to edit, and, you know, if I would be proofreading uh, an article or something, you would miss the same mistake every time you read it. That's right. And that's why if somebody else read it, they yeah. would see it right away, but if your eye is seeing, mm-hmm. not seeing a mistake, it's not ever going to see no, it. No, it's true. It's so like it's blocked. No matter how detail-oriented or perfectionist mm-hmm. you are, I can see this happening. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so um, thankfully, that, like your case, ended up okay. Yeah. Um, they got out, and I don't even think they had to do, there was no compensation involved or anything. They just knew this is yeah, yeah. a stupid mistake, and it's... Yeah. I mean, um, it's, these things happen, I guess. Yeah. Now, tell me about some of the craziest things you've seen, because God knows I've seen a lot, and this is something I was talking about with my clients the other day. One of the best stories I have is I had gone in with a client to see a place that was had a basement apartment, mm-hmm. and we go into this house, and I think it was in Oshawa, and uh, we go in, and I... We were calling, hello, hello, no one there. Okay, I think I have the same story. And I could hear water running. And I said, oh, she must be in the shower. And he goes, yeah, okay. So we look around the upstairs and whatever. And then we go downstairs. Well, there's water gushing in from the upstairs, from the window well. Gush, I mean, not a trickle. Oh. I mean, it's a full-on gushing. And I go, oh, my God. And um, what are we going to do? And I go, I turn around and I'm trying to call somebody whatever. Anyway, someone comes out of the basement apartment. Oh, hey. I'm, I'm the owner. Oh, that's been like that all night. Oh. I go, what? 
You just let it run like that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to do, so <laughs> I just thought maybe it would stop. And we looked at each other, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And that was the owner, not just the tenant? The owner. <laughs> and there is two feet of water in the basement. Oh, and so was she on something? I. That's ridiculous. And so I go outside, and as it turned out, there were, uh, the hose had burst outside, oh. and it thawed. Oh, and so every, it was just oh. running, 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 running out of this tap and right down into the basement. So I shut it off for her. And, um, but it, that, was, that was honestly the strangest thing I've seen. Well, I thought you were going to go somewhere different with that story. Um, I have been taking buyers to a house and um, uh, was under the impression it was vacant uh-huh. and there were people in the bedroom having some fun oh god have you ever had that no i've had people sleeping but no. oh how hideous yeah it was an agent and client no it was not mm-hmm. <gasps> oh that is a good one so they booked an appointment you never told me that no that was a long time ago oh my god yeah we won't we yeah. well when we get off area yeah. tell me who it was <laughs> and i don't know if i'd even i don't think it was anyone i knew or Oh, or we would know of now. Are you yeah. kidding me? And I had another instance where I was showing a house. And what and happened? You did you just were you just like, oh my god? Yeah, we were horrified and we ran. Oh, <laughs> we just my left immediately. God. Get out of here! Yeah, I think I. Um, I'm sure that I called the listing agent to tell her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, another time, I was showing a house and we came across someone sleeping in the basement. Yeah, I had that a lot of those. That me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I had a lot of those sleeping. Yeah. And um, I went into one house in particular. I remember in Ajax, and it was a four-bedroom house. And in three of the bedrooms, there were people sleeping. Yeah, I did. T- another one is coming to my mind. I went. I was showing people a condo downtown that um, had a tenant, and the tenant had when we got there to see the place, had strewn up, like, um, sheets and towels on pulleys all over the appoint, uh, apartment and had, been had like, rumors in each of those little, like, little cubbies staying in the condo oh that he God. was the sole tenant for. You're kidding me. Yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm. Holy crap. Like, so it was all subdivided into, like, <laughs> like what you see in an emergency room with just... Yeah, yeah. yeah and there were, like, individual <laughs> people in all those different rooms. Get out of here. I thought about that later. I didn't do anything about that, but I thought, like, that could be, like, a human trafficking situation. Actually, you're right. I should have done... I didn't do anything. I just ran. But you think, though, like, if you're a human trafficking and the person puts your place on the market, you might want to kick the people Maybe, out. Maybe, but no, they were there. Oh, my God. Um, I have come across some, like, unflushed toilets. Yeah, that's horrifying. Or One I have... I went into a place, and the ceiling was gone. <laughs> and there was, again, probably two feet of water oh. and mold, and I look up, and there's a hole in the ceiling. Oh. Like, I mean, not a hole. Like, it was... There was no ceiling. Uh-huh. And... It was on Alton in oh, yeah. Leslieville, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and it was a semi, so I'm not even really sure what you would do, and my clients were like, oh my God, and it sold for way over asking. They turned around and sold it six months later, obviously couldn't get the work done that they wanted or whatever, and I ended up selling it for way less than they bought it for. Oh. Mm-hmm. What a disaster, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I have had, um, trying to think of other funny things, I have been asked, I had a seller, unprepared, 
I mean, when you are selling your house and you leave the house, you need to leave it in a state such that last-minute appointments can be held without embarrassment. You know, leave it tidy, leave the lights on, yes. whatever. Um, and this, I did get a call saying, oh, I left for work and I didn't, there weren't any appointments booked and I didn't think that there might be. And, you know, I've got underwear and bras and everything all over the house. Can you go and pick them all up <gasps> for me? I can't leave work. Oh so my I, God. I did do that. Wow. But like, so yeah. that was. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's just, there's just a line, right? Mm-hmm. That people cross, mm-hmm. I think. In you what know. they ask of us? Yes. Right. But then I'm thinking, if I don't do it, do I just, like, well, the, the you know, problem. that's full service. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you left your underwear on the floor, I guess. Right. I want the place to sell and get you the most money possible. It, does that mean removing the underwear? I guess it does. Right. It doesn't happen all that often. That's the only time that happened. But I'm like, really? Yeah. It's pretty lame. That is pretty lame. Yeah. One of the worst things I saw was I had gone to see this place, and it was very much a buyer beware type of a situation. Yeah, leave your shoes on. Leave your shoes on. Um, listing agent must be present. Okay. And they had a showing time. So it was only like on Monday from 2 to 3 type thing. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, the listing agent was there letting people in. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he was out on the driveway, and he said, I'm just letting you, this is also in Leslieville. He said, I'm just letting you know, like, it's in really bad condition. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. So my client and I go to the front door, and the smell, I couldn't. Neither of us could go in. What was the smell of? Well, apparently the elderly woman that had been living there was living on the main floor for quite some time, unable to go up or downstairs, and there was no bathroom. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so... Yeah, I have a similar story to that. This is how people were... This is how they were living. And her and the children, so who are now selling to recoup the money, yeah. had not come to help at oh. any way and so she had been in there a long time like that oh that's so sad mm-hmm. sad and horrifying horrifying mm-hmm. I, and they uh, didn't clean it up for sale or anything they just no I once have you ever um, visited or sold listed a hoarder's house oh yeah those are quite the uh-huh. stories yeah. oh yes yeah. I've had a few of those I once helped uh, someone buy a house that was occupied by a hoarder who was a tenant and um, so it was, like, you could, I don't think we could walk on hardwood. Like, we were walking on pack, packaged goods, boxes, and newspapers. Right. It was awful. It was a hoarder. It was stereotypically hoarding. But we went down to the basement, and there was a bathroom in this case. Right. Uh, but there was a bucket. And mm-hmm. this tenant said that the plumbing wasn't working, and every night she went out and dumped the contents of the bucket down the sewer grate. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. My client bought the house anyway. Get out. Mm-hmm. How do you get past that? Oh, and he's, uh, that, I'll, that's another topic, but he's a most lucky man on the planet for what ended up happening. But he did buy that house. Is that right? Yeah, whereas, that's gross. Yeah, that's, yeah. those are things that you just can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just can't wrap your head around. No, and you can't, like, I can still conjure up that smell if I think about oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I've had some, I've had a really unfortunate um I had a child at an open house uh, break a leg. Oh, Have you really? ever had anything like that? No, I've never had that. It was one of those kind of windy staircases, iron, open, that goes like from a second floor to a third floor, and he jumped down. 
Mm. Oh, I no. was on the main floor. Oh, no. I didn't even know. It was awful. Oh, that's pretty that bad. That was sad. I had a theft once. Which oh, is, yeah. Well, yes, I, I think house. I did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was which was crazy because I think I, I think I mentioned yeah. this before, but like the, the two the two women that were there together, one sort of yeah. cornered me yeah. in order to yeah. distract me, while the other one went upstairs and yeah. and got rid of every you know yeah. what she could find in there. I once had um, a seller come home after an open house and say that their laptop was gone, and I was. You know, distressed, and right. you know, because you are, you feel responsible, oh, and yeah. uh, only to find out several hours later that she was mistaken and her laptop oh. <laughs> had not been there. So I lost a couple of hours of my life. That happened. Yeah, because that's pretty stressful. Yeah, I had a similar thing where one of my clients, I uh, in staging the condo, was packing up things for her, and um, she had like a shelving unit with hundreds of books and artifacts and I just boxed up and right. took them to storage. Right. And uh, then she told me afterwards that there were very expensive Blue Jay tickets Uh-oh. told me afterwards that were on that bookcase and she'd never mentioned it before and I had to go back to the storage unit, open up all those boxes and look for and I found them, thank God. But uh, Like, I mean, but what can you do? What can you do? You know? Yeah. But, I mean, these uh, are just things that you just can't... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't foresee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez, I had to go back. And I opened up. Seriously? Like, there would have been 40 boxes. Oh, my God. And to find them, they were, like, she had been using them as a bookmark in a book. Interesting. So I opened all these boxes, leafed open but all the books. But found them. found them. Yeah, I there's forgot some, about that. There's some interesting stuff. <clears throat> you know, the things, I don't think people necessarily realize all the things that you can strangely encounter. Yeah. Lock, frozen lock boxes. Not that oh. this is amusing, but this is a big one for me. Yes. Lock, ooh, I got a good one. One of the worst things that happened to me. So embarrassing. I go to meet these. I'm working with these people. They want to put an offer on this place. And the man did not have a car. So the so I went to pick him up at his office. And he was like in one of the towers downtown. And the wife was going to meet us at the house. So I park. Meet him in the lobby. Go downstairs, and I couldn't find my car. <laughs> and this never happens to me. Oh. And I couldn't find it. Not a clue. We walked around oh. half an hour, maybe. <coughs> well, I finally went up to security. I was like, I don't even know. I remember there was an escalator, and I whatever. And uh, I had I couldn't tell you where. I was so scattered. Yeah. Well, that, that can happen. Day, so how did you just... I found it. Yeah. Eventually, we were way late. How did he handle offer. that? Was he good about it or... Yeah, he was really was nice. laughing at you? He was a really nice man, and it kind of gave us an opportunity to sort of, you know, get to know each other a little bit more and sort of build rapport that we hadn't really have. But, um, and, but, but this story gets weirder. So they end up buying the house, which was great. And... The wife was an extremely difficult woman, and she called me crying about a month or so later. They'd had a buyer visit and called me, bawling her eyes out. Why didn't I tell her the kitchen was so ugly? Why did I? And she kept saying that. Why didn't you tell me the kitchen was so ugly? I said, I don't think it's ugly. Like, I'm not really sure. And what, like, you saw the kitchen, so I didn't make it up. I didn't, I didn't put fairy dust to make you like I it. I didn't make it ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she was just absolutely horrible mm-hmm. to me after that because oh. the kitchen was ugly. Sued the home inspector. 
Because of the ugly kitchen? No, because like he didn't see something which you would have never have seen um, without his x-ray vision. Yeah. Um, he just a, was a very difficult person. So I, other than putting out open house signs in a blizzard, buyer's mm-hmm. visits are like my least favorite part of this job. Yeah. Because I think psychologically it's impossible not to have not to experience some element or degree of buyer's remorse. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, every time I have that key in hand, opening the door, I'm like, what is it going to be this time? Are they going to like it? What is it going to be? Because I think when we're making such a big purpose, there has to be, purchase I mean, there has to be something that you think, oh my gosh, I didn't know that room was that size or I didn't know the plaster was falling down. (laughs) Exactly. You're like, oh, I don't remember this living room being so small or I never really thought where I'm going to put my TV. And it's often because those buyer visits are when the seller's already kind of moved out or got boxes or things are definitely in disarray to some extent. Right. But, um, yeah, no, that's that's my least favorite part of this job. What's your least favorite part of the job? Uh, Open houses. I hope I never Mm. have to do one again. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Hate them. Yeah, I hate know. them more than I can ex- express. Yeah, my I don't hatred. feel that strongly about it, but I, I certainly COVID has changed my view of them. But mm-hmm. I don't have the hate. Yeah, but um, that's the only thing I actually hate. Um, I think mine would be buyer's visits. Yeah, I mean, the buyer visits are find boring, but mm-hmm. you know, because you're really just sitting there while they're taking measurements. But um, but the open house thing, yeah, mm-hmm. I do also hate, and I and I luck, luckily I don't come across very often, but I get shitty people probably like yeah. once a year yeah and yeah, i don't I mean do the type that i mean the you know the people that just don't need to be yeah. you know difficult mm-hmm. and they just are difficult people and over the years thankfully i filtered most of those out mm-hmm. uh, but you you do get people i, I had <laughs> probably one of my worst experiences in recent years was a a couple who i showed them they wanted to rent and they kind of, they were kind of, they were referral from someone in the brokerage. And so I let, took them to a bunch of places. Then they decided they wanted to buy. Then we would look and they would criticize everything. And then there was clearly some very unhealthy dynamic going on between the two of them. One was often crying. Yeah. The other one, you know, looked to me like, like it may have been some sort of a strange abusive relationship. They ultimately buy something. And... Then on buyer visit, we had not seen, it was a condo, they had not seen the parking and complained that there was a grate in the parking. So there was a a, a drain in in their particular parking spot and claimed they would not have purchased this property. If they'd known. Right. And then complained about the locker because it was a cage, which all lockers and condos are cages pretty much. And so it was, and it got worse from there. And it was just... Problem after problem after problem. They have, and where they've moved, I know all they've done is complain and everyone in the building hates them. Mm -hmm. And it's just been an ongoing problem. And I did say to her at some point during this process, you know, basically, you'd never be happy with anything. No. Some people are just miserable miserable. for the sake of it. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, and they they didn't trust anyone, wouldn't sign anything electronically, if you can imagine. I had to drive paperwork over. And this was, you know, in 2019. It's not like it was, you know. Um, it, everything was just, just to be difficult, mm-hmm. just because. And mm-hmm. then I realized this sort of abusive dynamic going on. Mm-hmm. And the, my interaction with the one, 
you know, made me see what mm-hmm. she was like mm-hmm. with the other one. Mm-hmm. And so I realized, oh, yes, mm-hmm. there's something, something is wrong here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I'm glad they were not my, I'm glad they were gone. But mm-hmm. yeah, these, these, they stick with you. Yeah. So that would be my worst. Yeah. Because people who don't treat you with respect, I don't understand that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's high on the list, yeah. Because, you know, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't, or like have any time for your time. Yeah, and uh, and the other thing is, there's a, a phrase we work with called, um, you know, buyers are liars. Yes, I hate um, when on reflection I realize these people had no intention of doing anything, exactly. and I I didn't catch on to it early enough that I got invested in it. Yeah, um, but uh, there's something to that. I think. Yeah, there is. You, there are users out there. There are users. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people just use us for, mm-hmm. you know. I had one, in, early in my career, I had one couple, and I showed them, I don't know how many places, and they kept underbidding, you know, and I'd say it'll sell for 750 they would bid 730 let's see. And this is when I was green, so I kind of let that happen for a little while. And eventually they won one, and then at sitting at the negotiation table in the end, ready to sign the acceptance, they backed out. Oh. And I fired them. Mm-hmm. And then they sent me bottles of champagne. Oh. And they apologized profusely, and then they eventually did buy something and <clears throat> were friends to this day. But yeah. it was, I was like, I've had enough after a year of, you know. Yeah, my worst experience in that kind of regard is um, I took buyers to see a house. It was listed, like, coming soon. It wasn't on MLS yet, but the agent let us in to see it. And if my clients le- liked it, she would, the seller would sell it before mm-hmm. it went on MLS. And we were there, if I recall, doing a home inspection. Because it wasn't on MLS, the listing agent had to be there for our visit. And so the listing agent was there, who was an acquaintance of mine, me, the two buyers, and the home inspection, the home inspectors. So they come to me in the middle of it and say, we want to leave. We want you to take us to this other house around the corner that um, we're in, we want to see. <gasps> so <laughs> I did that. We left the listing agent and home inspector, went to see the other place while he was still doing his home inspection, and then went back. I think, she, I think we made up something about having to go check on the kids or oh, I don't know, man. something ridiculous. Uh. That night... She called me and said, um, we've decided we don't want that house and we're going to use the finding of some asbestos, wrapping some pipes in the basement as the reason to get out of it. And then I found out a couple days later they used another agent and (gasps) bought that other house. Oh, that's so slimy. The slimiest. Lawyers. Oh, man. Mm. Brutal. It's always made me cautious about yeah. lawyer clients yeah. yeah 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 but that's dirty that's dirty and i didn't yeah. didn't mention it to, didn't say anything yeah. to me they they uh we were under contract and they asked to be let out of it and i was so sickened by leaving the home inspection mm-hmm. to do that that mm-hmm. i didn't want to work with them anymore yeah but i didn't you know realize yeah. it must have been more than a couple of days that i found out that they were the owners of that house just you know because it would have been a holdover that i could have gone after i guess there's got to be karma right yeah for yeah people it, that yeah. Act like that yeah. isn't there yeah I, mean, just I, I would like to think that just you just dirty. you just don't do that to people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like not to, not 
even to you, but mm-hmm. to the sellers. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I'll never understand how people can. Yeah, just dirty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's, you know, unfortunately you do get, yeah. you do get that Most kind people of, are not like that. Mo- Most people are fabulous. 99.9% yeah. are great. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but you get, and people, some of them just don't have any conscious. Well, mm-hmm. how many people in the world are psychopaths? I guess mm-hmm. it's the same kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. 1% of the population, the same kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, so there's all kinds of experiences in this line of work, and I don't think uh, people realize the things we end up seeing, the mm-hmm. experiencing, the things we do for our clients, from picking up underwear to, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, taking the kid to the hospital to get a cast. <laughs> like right, it's, right. It's, it's, you never know when it's you wake ending. up where your day is going to go. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Even among agents, Janelle and I were laughing because uh, I've had a couple of cases lately where um, agents who have gone to visit my listings have um, left with the keys in their pockets. Oh. I've had two cases of that recently. It's unbelievable. And then one of them <laughs> gave a very funny explanation for why she did it. Um, and uh, she left the property with the keys to the property, with the house unlocked and the keys to the property in her pocket. And the reason I got, and I guess I can say this because I haven't named her and there's no chance she's listening to <laughs> yeah. this, is that she found it very confusing <laughs> <laughs> to go in the property's front door, tour the house, and then want to go out the back to see the backyard and to remember to lock the house. Oh, I yeah. just found it very it confusing. confusing. <laughs> and not only that, she had left the neighborhood and was with her clients and was even going to go further afield. So why would I please come to her to get the keys? Unbelievable. <laughs> so nervy. And you did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I did, because I want other people to be able to get in. Yeah, right. So your client's best interests are what you you have to do, and I felt I had to. Yeah. Like, I felt she should have, but... And again, I... I think it's like everything else in the world. If you have a good clients mm-hmm. and they're and they're good people that you want to work hard for, you'll do whatever's required. Right. right. But if they're not yeah. treating you very well, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, sure, I'll go come and get them from you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's you know, yeah. it's, but that, I, I guess that's just a good lesson for all of us. Right? Yeah. You treat people how you want to be treated. Exactly. Yeah. Too funny. Well, this has been fun. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm sure we'll have part two. I could go on and no. on. After I, this many years, you kind of I know. And I know that I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night thinking about that first one you mentioned of mine that I oh, have yeah. basic memory of. Yeah. And it's going to hit me. Yeah, it's funny because yeah. I fully remember that story and being like fascinated yeah. Yeah. by it. Mm-hmm. And her, like, having a full meltdown. Yeah, I think it's coming back. Yeah. I've had a few of those. That's the problem. I think there might have been... I think I also remember there being some mental health issues because something about pregnancies or lack of a pregnancy or miscarriages wow. or something. Now that's just thrown me. I don't oh, remember okay. that part. Right. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Making it up now. I'll have to think about it. Anyway, this has been fun. Yeah. I like this. I Excellent. hope everybody enjoyed listening to our... Anecdote it. Exactly. And I guess we better uh, we better go so we can go and uh, work on our offers tonight. Yes. Good luck to you and your clients. And to you. We'll fill you in next week, everyone. Hopefully you'll have a good one. And uh, just reach out if you have any questions. As always, we're happy to answer them. And make sure you follow us on all of our socials at the Janelle Cameron team. And happy real estate. Have a good week, everybody. See ya. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from REMAX Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-486. 
1-800-227-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.